We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We had Zach Jackson on um, in the the 3 o'clock hour, and we, we talked about his conversation with, um, with Andrew Perry, Brown's GM. And I think there's a foregone conclusion that the Browns should and will restructure Donovan. Uh, Donovan, Donovan Dish, you're thinking Donovan Mitchell. Go a different lane there. <laughs> Deshaun Watson's contract for yet another year. And I think what's interesting is the Browns aren't in the same situation they were last year where they're going to need to do that stuff just to get above the cap line. Right. And I think it opens up a really question. I think they will. But I think whether they should or not is really fascinating given the implications of a restructure and what that means for kicking the can down the road one more year. Yeah, I mean, his cap figure right now is around the $64 million range for the next couple of years, as Zach pointed out uh, in his uh, his piece that he wrote from his interview with Andrew Barry. And um, look, at some point, they're going to have to bite the bullet and take the the big cap hit. I mean, yeah. Similar to what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had to deal with this year with Tom Brady. No disrespect to Baker Mayfield, but that's a big reason why they signed Baker Mayfield to that in, in incentive-heavy yeah. contract because they had were dealing with the aftermath of the Tom Brady cap charges. And so they're going to have to do that at some point. The goal, though, is, is to keep that can pushed down the road as long as possible while also at the same time hoping that the trajectory of the annual salary cap increases remains on that same plane. Yeah. Um, and, and so it, it, this year is such a pivotal year, not just for on the field and wanting to maintain being a perennial playoff team and being uh, – evolving into a legitimate Super Bowl contender, competing to win the AFC North, which this franchise has never won. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when they traded for Deshaun, it was not a five-year vacuum that yeah. they made that deal where they committed the six draft picks and then, you know, fully guaranteed 230. Their thought process in doing that is a 10-year thing, mm-hmm. that this is our guy for the next 10 years, okay? We're starting with five at 230, fully guaranteed, but we're going to extend that. And so, and and also Andrew Barry didn't make this in a vacuum of not having an understanding of what challenges that type of a contract was going to present. They laid all this stuff out. Mm-hmm. So this is nothing where they've just, you know, caught off guard. They're, you know, in the executive offices over 76 Lugrosa Lug- Lug- Boulevard looking at the spreadsheets and sweating because mm-hmm. they don't have any cap room. They They plan for all this. Yeah. You know, so... We can talk about it, but for them, this is small potatoes to them. This yeah. is nothing. This is this is basically accounting on a spreadsheet to well, them. But and the, and I they, just don't they, think they don't have to sweat the way other teams do, right? Because you know, you mentioned um, Tampa Bay. We've talked about the Rams. Well, the, um, the Saints, yes. habitually are a team that are Still, always in salary cap hell. The, the Saints are past Drew Brees' money, which is a big part of their cap conundrum, right? And they're still 
they're still shuffling paying. money around. Yeah. And so, like, that's what's interesting is. Remember in, the Cavaliers? They were paying for that 2016 yep. NBA championship, like, in 2020. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> called extending I mean? Kevin Love, which was brilliant. <laughs> um, so, the Rams and Bucks, the reason why they did that is they, they, they just got to a point where the owner said, okay, I got what I want out of this. Right. Like, Tom Brady retired. Now it makes sense to take that hit. The Rams. Well, we won a Super Bowl. That was what you go the, all in for. The juice is worth the. They got the yes. trophy in the case. And right now, the, the Browns with, don't. Yes, with the Saints, the Saints just their ownership just keeps pushing it down the road. Right. So while everybody says, "Well, someday that's going to come due," okay, that like theoretically, yes, it should. It has not in New Orleans, and and you can say, "Well, they haven't really won a lot." Okay, but who's their quarterback? They haven't really hit on the quarterback since Drew Brees retired. So like the Deshaun thing's interesting. Like I don't think I don't think there's a conversation should or, or the, I think they will. Should they restructure Deshaun again because of my concerns about the cap? I don't think I, they should. Well, but I want to get to that in a second. But my thing is I think it becomes should they because of Deshaun's health. Because okay. if you go into next year, let's say you clear another 30 million or 40 million, whatever, I'm just throwing numbers that uh, You're going to clear probably around 35. Okay. So let's say you clear that up, and that will absolutely help you chase a, a big ticket or two this offseason. That's a lot of money in the NFL. But let's say they do that, and this next season Deshaun comes out and the arm goes again, or there's a leg, or there's a knee, there's some injury, and you're no closer to figuring out whether this is going to pay dividends, and you're, you're asking yourself the same questions next offseason. The nightmare scenario is how long you've pushed. And you you can always yeah. push it off, but like at some point, that will hurt your ability. And you're probably the only way to make good is to, to if, if there gets to a point where Deshaun cannot play or he just can't stay healthy and you need, you're going to end up having to spend a first-round pick on a quarterback, which is going to help you because of the five years of control at a limited number, it's also then going to limit your ability to win. The formula in the NFL has, for the most part, been, and this is like where the, the 49ers, they, they are playing with house money. Mm -hmm. They are paying Brock Purdy nothing. <laughs> and I do mean they are paying that guy nothing. Uh, to, And he's got them in the Super Bowl. And so the, the, the plan in the NFL is always try and get your rookie quarterback to get you to contention or to a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It, 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 while he's still on that rookie deal, and then you pay the piper after the fact. Patrick Mahomes, exception to the rule here right now, right? Mm -hmm. They paid him, and they're still making Super Bowls. Um, the Baltimore Ravens, right? They paid Lamar. They're still a legitimate contender within the conference for a Super Bowl, right? So it can still be done, and this is really our first time with the Browns in this position. Yeah, they've paid quarterbacks. Remember Brock Osweiler, $16 million so they can get a second-round pick. I can't forget it. Okay. Wasn't that second-round pick, Nick Chubb? Yes, it was. All right. We'll it take that. I oh, like oh, that okay. deal now. <laughs> I no longer have a problem paying Brock Purdy, or Brock, Purdy Brock Osweiler. <laughs> but, um, you know, so, the, yes, the Browns have paid quarterbacks in various intervals, but they never paid elite money to quarterbacks mm -hmm. until now. And so, from my standpoint, I wouldn't. I if if what Andrew Barry and what he said to Zach 
and and I and I'm not saying that Andrew lied to Zach, okay? Yeah. But if that is really truly 100% how they feel, right? We it is not a necessity. We don't have to do this this year. We can just leave Deshaun's cap hit at what it is, find our cap savings to do what we want to do in free agency. Elsewhere, I am 100% in favor of it. And here's why. I don't want to kick the can down the road again. They already did it last year because of just what you brought up. That is my number one concern with Deshaun Watson. It's not, is he going to be able to run Ken Dorsey's offense? Yeah. Or uh, is he going to be able to throw for 3,500 plus yards and X touchdowns or whatever, right? At this point, that's more of a Browns concern than it is a Deshaun concern. I, I hear you. But my chief concern with Deshaun Watson right now is his health. Mm-hmm. Not whether or not he, he he's going to come back from the shoulder injury fine. Okay? Had the surgery. Rehab's going well. Not worried about that. I'm worried about, the like you said, the next injury. Mm-hmm. Because this guy has not played a full schedule since 2020. And since the last time he has played a full schedule, oh, the league went ahead and added another game to the schedule. Okay, I am most concerned about his durability. He needs to get on the LeBron James, Patrick Mahomes. Not Tristan Thompson. Not Tristan Thompson. It's a different plan. Body plan. The flexibility, agility, the stuff that those guys do. Just, it's, you watch Patrick Mahomes, right? The way he's able to contort his body is he's, they're trying to sack him, Mm -hmm. but he's able to contort his body to stay up just long enough for him to either throw it away or complete a pass or whatever. That's because of all of the stuff that he does off the field, like in the offseason with trainers and and, uh, physical therapists or whatever you, you call those folks. That, that handle that kind of stuff. LeBron, same thing, does that. That's what Deshaun needs to do so that his body is as flexible as humanly possible um, to where the soft tissue injuries aren't going to occur because I think that could, again, is a concern that could derail him, that the you know structural stuff, you, you kind of can't, you know, you break stuff, you break stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that, that happens. It happens in football. But I, I feel like the soft tissue stuff is to a degree, preventable. So it, the funny thing is, I, I, the number one reason to not kick the can down the road, restructure Deshaun's contract. I want to make sure we keep using that so people understand exactly what we're saying. Right. Restructure the Deshaun contract. The number one reason to not is valid. Yeah. It is. What I would also say is, I, I think there's an element to this of, you still need to go about building the best possible roster you can. And I think that means clearing up and giving yourself as much financial freedom as you possibly can. And Deshaun is the, you know, you mentioned $35 million. Right. That is potentially a starting wide receiver. And I'm that, that's a, I'm talking about a very crude kind of terms here because it's not one for one. Right. But that's a starting wide receiver that's a number one wide receiver in the NFL and that is potentially a really good, you know, complement to Miles Garrett either at the defensive tackle spot or defensive end spot. Right. Well, so uh, where I'm at with where it's not that you're wrong. There's validity there. Yeah. But you're in the you need to go all in on every single year to build the best possible team. Right. Because in the event you have to assume that Deshaun is going to stay healthy. You've got a plan for if he doesn't. But the only the mentality of well we're not going to extend him because of the health or so we're not going to restructure him because of the health right there is an element of it 
it's a little fatalistic for me. Here's like, I don't think you can think fatalistically if you're an organization unless you just don't believe ever he's going to stay healthy, and I don't think that's a fair thought to have for an organization right now. Well, and, I, and the Browns don't have that thought. And, and mm-hmm. you know, in my conversations with Andrew Barry, uh, you know, with what he said on the record with, with Zach, like they they fully believe Deshaun's going to come back, have big year, all that, right? I, important to note here, as far as the the, the contract, right? Th- this is now year three, twenty twenty four is year three of the five year deal. Ideally, you want to be thinking about extension next year, mm-hmm. and this is part of the reason why I don't want to kick the, I, I don't want to restructure this year yeah. again. You did it last year, and it gave you a tremendous amount of flexibility. And if Andrew Barry says they don't have to do it this year, it's not a necessity, I wouldn't do it then because you've already added a couple of voidable years to the back end. The The existing contract ex- expires 2026. Mm-hmm. You want to extend him again in 2025. Well, need to have that answer for you know this time next year. We're sitting here next year. Need to know, is it extension time for Deshaun? Because that then becomes your quote-unquote restructure, kick the the, the cap yeah. down the road with that contract extension. So it just amplifies the importance of 2024 for Deshaun for the Cleveland Browns. If you're just going to have an offseason where you're getting moderate players, you don't need to restructure Deshaun. You don't. Um. You have Nick Chubb's contract. You have an uh, Amari potential contract extension. You could extend Miles, by the way, which is coming up here before you realize it. You could make a decision on either one of your tackles, either one of your guards, an extension for Denzel. There's a lot of different ways to clear up money right. for this year if you're just going moderate. But if you're going... Well, they just, by the way, they extended Denzel. So there's they just did that. So When did that happen? Did I miss it? He got a $100 million contract. Wasn't it like two years ago, though? Yeah. Well, yeah, two years ago is not just in the NFL. That, that's like... But that's added on to the... Oh, I got gotcha. you. You see what I'm gotcha. saying? Like, His rookie contract. So, yeah, like, yeah. this is only... I Just off the top of my head, I think this is like maybe year one of that extension. Okay. You, so, but, that's... Yeah. But you have so many different guys that you can get money out of by moving their money around. I, I actually agree with Andrew Barry. You don't have to. But man, I gotta say, you went all, you went as all in as you possibly could have with your your salary cap, with your draft picks, what you had, what you didn't have, and they got creative. Like they created areas with like the yeah. the Elijah trade allowed you to not have to go spend twenty million on a wide receiver. Hundred, yeah, right. The, the Zadarius thing uh, allowed you to get a a guy who had a high level reputation. Yeah, the money was big, like fifteen million, I think, something like that. Yeah, but. You know, for like a six-round pick or a, or a pick swap. So, like, I think there's still going to be a lot of that at play. But, man, I just think, like, this is the offseason. You can't go into this year with this contract thinking to yourself, we got to protect ourselves against the injury. Because the reality is, for Deshaun, the reality is, at some point, there's nothing you can do to stop that hit that will eventually come. And... You need to put this ro- this roster into the best possible scenario where even if Deshaun isn't healthy, financially you can build another team where next year, hey, if Deshaun isn't healthy, you can have a backup come in and have some success and still be able to make it to the playoffs. Like that's where my head is. Like the injury thing is so valid. What you're saying is so valid. You know, try and 
alleviate or maybe try and minimize that punch that's going to come down the road. But I'm just saying you've got to act, in my opinion, you've got to act like you're in the window. And if you act like you're in the window, you restructure. You now. restructure and you just open up as much money because you just, in the NFL. And what you open up, if you don't use, you roll over to net. That's one of the yes. features that I just absolutely love about the CBA is the rollover. And yeah. the Browns are the kings of creating cap space and rolling it over because yeah. it feels like. Even, even when they were in that four and forty-four stretch, right? We we're celebrating that they actually. Oh my God, the Browns actually have a lead in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like when we were in that window, um, they still spent money. Yeah, you know, they, they spent money to get draft picks and spent money just to you know whatever, right? Uh, to facilitate the rebuild. Mm-hmm. They have always spent money under the Haslam's. Yep. Like it's basically, I, I don't want to say it's a blank check. But it feels like a blank check. Yeah. The Haslam's are willing to win at whatever the cost. Okay, Money is no object to them. And we're fortunate that that is the attitude and approach they have when it comes to the payroll. Mm-hmm. Because people constantly confuse the cash payroll yeah. with the salary cap. Yep. The cash payroll is significantly higher <laughs> than the actual salary cap. The salary cap is basically the NFL's accounting system, if you will, mm-hmm. right? To, to keep things in check and maintain a level of competitive parity throughout the league. But when you have owners like the Haslam's that they don't bat an eye, oh, we got to get our quarterback that we this franchise has been looking for since Bernie Kosar. All right, fine. Andrew, yeah. go ahead and guarantee the 230. Yeah. Uh, if, if that's what it's going to take to get this thing done, then let's do it. Because the drafting the quarterback, Right, trying drafting in the first round or trying to find a guy in the third round, everything that they have tried to don't trying to revive a guy's career, right, Mm -hmm. or capture the twilight of somebody's career. Everything that had been done by that organization over the previous twenty plus years did not work. Yeah, right, didn't work. Every piece of mud they threw on the wall to try and find a consistent, reliable, elite quarterback blew up in their face. And we made fun of them for it. There was a jersey created yeah. documenting the quest, right? So this this whole move was made not for a five-year window. It was made for a 10-year window. So mm-hmm. to your point, cap is expected to keep going up as, as long as the NFL's revenues keep going up. Which that I, cap's going to keep coming up, which I, I means— I think we're going to see the Taylor Swift bump this year. Yeah, <laughs> but what that means is that when that bill does eventually come due, whether that is in two, three, four, five, six, seven, whenever that is, right, where you have to just, all right, this is the year we have to take the— Deshaun's not helping us, but we have to just pay for— yeah. The cap's going to be in a position where it doesn't affect the team. And and the and these are the things that Andrew Barry— and the folks in the front office are projecting and laying out on their spreadsheets and all that. So I get where you're coming from. The problem is I'm living in the fear of the reality that I currently see, and that is you're two years into this, and I don't care what these – it ain't my money, so I mm-hmm. don't care. I don't care about the money they, because the market's the market for you know star quarterback. Yeah. I just I just need the star quarterback to be a star quarterback and, and, and be, be available. Yeah. But – He's only played in 12 games. He got hurt twice in the same season. First, it was a rotator cuff strain. Then it really became a – It was the big big structural problem. So 
these are things that I worry about now that it's been three, almost four years since he's played a full schedule, that it's hard for me to be confident right now that, yeah, he's going to play all 17 games next season. Yeah, well, I, and I understand. But I think you opened up the window when you traded for Deshaun. 100%. And, and honestly, you would have opened up the window when you paid Baker if you had decided to pay Baker and instead now of guess moving what? on. You, that window that you opened, right, is now two years old. Mm-hmm. And you have a playoff loss to show for. You have one playoff appearance, which was a loss to show for that. But so the reason why it matters, though, is you it's that it's fair to you almost have to. I get you have to have that appropriate fear of what could be coming. But man, you've got a chance because all it takes is this dude being healthy for a season and you bringing that you you being appropriately aggressive which is what I think the Browns have been right. and I think the Browns have and actually been f- more aggressive than most of the league but this is the window yeah and if I I would rather you know what I'd rather I'd rather in five years have to go through a season where man this roster is slim pickings because you spent eight years going all in on Deshaun Look, I'd, rather that, trophy- wait, quick, I'd rather that than maybe skimp on that blow and think back to a year where, man, Deshaun was healthy that year, but we decided to be a little bit, to start thinking about that future fear, and then you didn't put as good a team as you possibly could around him. Here's the thing. Like, the Deshaun restructure last offseason was like one of the first things they did so that they could open up the cap space and hit free agency with mm-hmm. the ground running. I'm not arguing that they should, I'm not saying that they should absolutely not do it. Do it. Mm-hmm. I What I would do, that's the last thing I do, though. So if there is, to your point, because I agree with you 100%, you are all in with this guy, whatever it takes to win, whatever you have to spend to win, whatever salary cap gymnastics you have to go through to win, do it. 100% agree with you. But to me, the, the, the restructure for Deshaun is the last thing you do if you got the blue chip coming, right? If you star wide receiver, yeah. what, whatever that blue chip cost is going to be this offseason, if you need to restructure Deshaun to make that happen. A thousand percent, you do it. I 100% agree with you there. But if there isn't a blue chip there, and you're just kind of like, okay, we're just going to bring in some complementary pieces and parts this offseason, then you stand pat and you don't restructure. 216-474-0092. Should the Browns still restructure Deshaun's deal this offseason, kick that can down the road yet another year, but open up more money to build the best possible team this year, in spite of the health concerns. Let's go with Hunter. Hunter, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? Hey, guys. Uh, I'm sorry to take away from exactly. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What's the topic you're on right now, but um, what they were brought up with uh, the quarterback health, I don't know if you remember, of course you do, Tom Brady tore his ACL 2008. The year following, he won comeback player of the year, and what he credits if you've ever heard of it, it's called the TB12 method. And yep, heard of Tom it. Played, yeah, so Tom played, I don't, you know, 16-plus games for the next 10 years without another injury single 
So you talk, you know, as you talk about how to keep quarterbacks healthy, maybe he should go spend some time with Tom Brady. He has a facility in, in Boston, actually, where they teach this stuff. Hunter, we appreciate it, buddy. I think they just sold TB12. Are they merged TB12 with another lifestyle brand? That, that just happened, but yes. That, that's, a, that's a great idea because, and that's right, Hunter brought up basically exactly what I was talking about. Yeah. Like, LeBron has this regimen. I mean, there's a reason that the, that LeBron is able to turn his ankle 45 degrees. Yeah, he'll roll around on the floor for three minutes, but then five minutes later, he's sprinting up and down the floor and doing windmill dunks. Um, Patrick Mahomes, same thing. He gets hit with his body contorted, and you think that he just snapped his ankle into or whatever, and yeah, okay, they put some tape on that sucker, but he's still able to stay in the game and perform – at an elite MVP caliber level, I I just think that he Deshaun needs to find one of those programs this offseason and really immerse himself in that. Because I don't think, look, I don't think Deshaun has a mechanics problem. I, he doesn't have a footwork problem. He doesn't have a quarterback coachy problem like we had with Baker, right? Had to fix Baker's footwork and this, that, and the other. No, Deshaun doesn't have any of them problems. The problem, and it's unfair to use the word problem, but I'll say the issue that Deshaun has is health. Stay healthy. So to do that, get your find yourself in one of these programs where you don't need a quarterback coach to fix something with you. You need a guy that's going to help you be basically Gumby on a football field. I will say there there have been times where Deshaun's footwork could be or just mechanics could be a little cleaner, but that's not it's not a consistent problem. And there are other things that led to that, which including maybe some health issues there as well. But I but the, the greater point is understood. I'm in this weird position where I agree that they could use another uh, receiver. And if you were fortunate enough to get, you know, uh, the names out there are T. Higgins and, and Mike Evans and, you know, the, the premier level wide receivers. Those are great names. And I think you can never have enough good wide receivers. So... Uh, even though there's a risk of paying wide receivers in free agency, yeah, man, I'll, I'll be excited if they add a big name. I don't know that's where the big name needs to come. I think the Browns, this is, they're in a rare position where because last year they stocked up on guys who are still on the roster, Elijah, Cedric Tillman. Um, uh, there's another young guy that I'm forgetting about. It's not David Bell, although he is another guy in that room where, I understand Browns fans would be most comfortable with a big-ticket purchase at wide receiver. To me, I think it's more important that you get another wide receiver that has the speed and maybe versatility to 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 lead to more explosive plays with Deshaun than simply a big name. Like I I I'm not big I'm big name thinking for wide receivers because okay. I care more about give me somebody who has speed for days and somebody who can actually fill the role they tried to force Elijah into this last year yeah well I mean look keeping Amari I think is got to be a priority yeah, yeah. especially uh, that's more important to me than than than, 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 than adding yeah. the the big ticket got to take care of him look you know and I think you can do it lower your cap figure for him and things and things like that but you know Elijah Moore, the production just wasn't what I thought it was going to be based on what I had seen in the offseason. I, I think he's a good player. I just maybe don't think he was what or is what we thought he was going to be, if that makes sense, right? It, it does, real quick it, on like that. A, like a jack-of-all-trades, but master of none. But they just 
the the sweeps and the yeah. the run game concepts just none of it seemed to work for him. So you know what? Just have him run routes. Yes, and Re- and by the way, if you go back and watch the film, he was open a lot. Right, like a hundred percent. Yeah, like I think when it comes to one of the reasons why I'm less gung ho about get me that T Higgins, go trade for AJ Brown, who I don't right. think is going to be available. Uh, you know, go find. I like a way. trading for guys. Like I think Andrew Barry does such a good job mm-hmm. finding trades with impact players for not a lot of cost. The the two trades that really come to mind, obviously the Amari Cooper, they gave up nothing yeah. to get Amari Cooper. And yeah. I and I realized that Jerry Jones and the Cowboys were motivated by just getting his salary off the books. Yep. And you know what? I'm fine with that. As give, am I. Give me all this. Again, it's not my money. The Haslam's are willing to spend it. Give me all the salary if I can keep giving you five, six, and seven round draft picks for these guys, right? And then the other one was Darius Smith with the Minnesota Vikings, right? Gave up nothing to get that guy, yep. and, and I thought he played really, really well. So I'm all about finding trades like that mm-hmm. more so than going out and just cutting blank checks in free agency. Because unfortunately, when you cut checks in free agency, very outside of like those one- to two-year contracts – very rarely do you get the bang for your buck that you're yeah. always looking for. Well, you just have to be really smart. Like Cincinnati, three or four four years ago, went out and they went DJ Reader, who was 25. They went Trey Hendrickson, who was 25. I think Von Miller was 26. Right. And uh, um, I can't remember the cornerback's name because I butcher it and Keith teases me. Uh, Awuze. Um, Awuze. Yeah, him too. Awuze. Um, but they did that all in one How long did it take you to be able to say Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa? I'm actually really good at those. Obanaya Okoronkwo. I can say DJ Uyunglele. I can say JT Tuimoloau. I am nailing it with a okay. lot of these names. I cannot figure that man's name out. Okay. Say his first name. Chidobe. Did I, did I get the Chidobe. right one? Chidobe. See, but that's a problem. Chidobe. You no, know, that's where you get the burrito from. No, sorry. That was just a bad joke. However, circling back on I gave it, you the courtesy laugh. But, like, that's a, a scenario. Like, last year with Dalvin Tomlinson. Like, that's a moment. Obo Okoronkwo. Like, I think the problem with NFL teams is they get so keyed in on, this is the guy. Yeah. And that's not really how free agency works. So, I mean, I agree with you, by the way, that the trades are great. But here's the thing I don't know. I don't know how much of the wide receiver production, which was massively up and down this year, I don't know how much of that was you had a one-armed quarterback playing for half the season. Right. Then you had P.J. Walker, a no-armed quarterback. Then DTR, who wasn't ready. Like, I look back, like, kind of watch Joe with these receivers. I think Joe showed you. Like, Elijah Moore had his best streak of the season with, with Joe. Amari had a 250-yard game. Um, David Njoku, consistency. Uh, David Bell popped up there. So all of that is to say, like, I think if Deshaun is healthy, I think you have a, a lot of interesting receivers. Yeah. So now it is. Use what you got. Make it work. Yes. Well, and, and so then you can focus on, like, guys like Curtis Samuel, former Ohio State player. That's a guy that could be a gadget player that allows you to use Elijah Moore as a wide receiver, uh, everybody says Hollywood Brown. I think that guy's kind of booty cheeks compared to what you're going to pay him. But, like, there's a speed threat. All right, he's not a number one. 
But man, that'd be a hell of a number two. And then Elijah's your three. And yeah. then you can give a, a chance to Tillman or, or Bell. Like, And Marquise was supposed to be that speed threat. And it took until Joe Flacco got on the field for them to use him. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and so that's why sometimes, yes, I realize like T. Higgins is the, the hot, sexy name that everyone gets excited and fired up about. But like, I don't know. Did, did, there's production there with what you had. Yeah. Well, and and that's proven. But and I think now there's when a you point, look at but like, I think there's a point where you worry about stifling the guys that you do have right. by overcorrecting and and not taking an account that the quarterback health and the lack of consistency at quarterback, honestly, that matters as much to wide receivers as who's who's throwing the damn ball is yeah. can I have a guy throw me the ball for eighteen weeks instead of well, this guy's got six weeks and this guy's got three weeks and then this guy's got another two weeks buttoned in here. Yeah, I mean, you got Michael Woods who's coming back. Um, he was a, a sixth-round pick in the 22 draft. David Bell, third-round pick in the 22 draft. Um, you know, Elijah Moore, Cedric Tillman, and Amari Cooper. You know, uh, do you bring back Marquise Goodwin? I, I, I don't know. I think Jakeem Grant, you let him go. Like, you, yeah, it's, you, it's been two years. It, it's been two years. Yeah, he's maybe been hurt. Find a, find, find a healthy kick returner. Yeah, yeah he, he's yeah. been hurt both years, and yeah. that's unfortunate. Yeah. I was really excited about that signing uh, a couple of years ago when they were able to get him from the Bears and, and bring him in. But unfortunately, both years here, he got hurt and wasn't able to contribute, right? So I think you move on from there. James Prochet, I, I – okay, whatever. Like, yeah. you know, like – Paper Prochet. If you bring him back, great. If you don't, fine. I don't have an opinion either way there. But there is need in that room. Mm-hmm. Okay. They they do need to add a body. I I just I don't know how top tier that body really needs to be. Like I, think I, it's, I, I think that's it's why more I'm not another speed guy. Yeah. And honestly, like if if the right guy falls to you at fifty four or the right guy falls to you with your third round pick, it makes sense. Right. But I don't I think there was an element they wanted Jalen Hyatt last year with that third round pick. And when the Giants traded ahead of them, I, I don't want to say the Browns forced the Cedric Tillman pick because I'm sure they liked him. Right. That wasn't the guy that they had targeted there. And so they went to the next guy on their list. I That tells me that they were determined to take a wide receiver in the top 100. I don't want them there this year. I think in terms of middle linebacker, that's a spot I'd love to see somewhere in the top 100. I think in terms of edge rushers, tough because you got a lot of youth on your edge and up the right. middle. But so that's where I kind of want to see them bring in the right free agents. Um, I think it wouldn't be the worst thing to start planning ahead at cornerback. I think offensive, offensive line is to me up the middle. The planning I have offensive line is number one on that yeah. list. When you look at big picture planning ahead, offensive line is number one because. You got one more year of Jed Wills, and right now I'm not at a point where I want to give him a contract extension and pay him left tackle money. Uh, you've got uh, Joel Batonio's getting up there in age. He's still playing at a premium level, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you have to replace him this year. But two years from now, yeah, you're gonna, you might have to think about that. Wyatt Teller is making s- some pretty good money. Um, he's got value. Uh at some point, you are going to have to make hard business decisions. Again, this is not the year you have to do that yeah. or should think about doing that. To your point about being all in with Deshaun and making sure you have a premium team around him that can compete for a Super Bowl. But um, offensive line, yeah, I mean, depth, 
as well, right? I mean, look at DeWan Jones. DeWan Jones was drafted as a depth piece. He was. Like, there was no intent to have him play this year. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, But Jack Conklin has been hurt, and you're going to have to pay him now, too, because you extended him. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I'm not arguing the extension. It was the smart thing to do. Again, Dewan Jones was drafted to be a project, no. but what he showed you in such a short amount of time, lo and behold, he's not a project now. He's a guy that can be on the field and probably should be on the field playing for you. So... But offensive line is an area where they need to, to me, plan for the long term more than their corners. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 